What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by the co-founder and CEO of Chowley, a leading restaurant tech company. And this guy, if you don't know Sterling Douglas, <laughs> get freaking ready. If you think you might know Sterling Douglas, just look for the giant guy with gorgeous hair at every conference and then look to the guy next to him because he'll be standing with me usually. Um <laughs> That's you're the only you're the only guy I worry about standing next to because I'm like this guy's hair game is good like it's Dude, real good but but honestly, I feel like Sterling, I'm trying to keep up with you I'm I'm I joke around but you do have better hair than me and I'm okay to admit that but Sterling is not just known for his good hair awesome company he serves as the president of uh, he's on the President's Club of FS Tech the advisory council of RTN he's a venture partner at emerging venture capital active angel investor. And he also uh, frequently co-hosts the Hospitality Hangout and apparently Tech Chef and apparently Kitchen Obsessed <laughs> podcast. He was recently named QSR Magazine's 21 Digital Disruptors Shaping Restaurants in 2022. Holy cow, Sterling. A lot of people like you. A lot of people know you. Uh, let's let's dig into the real you, man. Dude, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on the podcast, though. No, thanks for having me. I've been uh, this is this is something I've been eyeing. I've been listening to some of these. You've got you've got some big names on here, so I'm just happy to be part of the list and, and with some pretty cool people. So top will, of the pile, Sterling. Top of the pile. So first of all, for those people who don't know what Chowley is, can you explain that a little bit? Sure. Uh, Chowley's an all-in-one digital ordering platform. Uh, basically, we're really helping restaurants with their off-premise and their digital needs. Started out doing point of sale integration for restaurants. Think about Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. Mm -hmm. If you're a restaurant, you sign up for those big three platforms, you get shipped three tablets. When you get orders, you have to manually key them in. When you make menu changes, you have to manually key them in. So Charlie just automates that entire process. So you make a change in your point of sale, we're sending it out to the third parties. You get an order, we're putting it into the point of sale. We recently acquired a, co a company called Koala so that we could do our own online ordering so that we could be a bit more of an one-stop shop for a lot of our restaurant clients. And how's that? Talk to us about online ordering right now, because it's it's crazy. There's so many companies doing online ordering, but you guys came out with a vengeance, great acquisition, Koala's great company, love the team over there. And um, like, why? Why online ordering? Yeah, I, it's interesting. We've been asked for almost since day one, when are you going to do your own, you know, first party, your own online ordering mm. tool? And uh, I never really wanted to, uh, you know, we really wanted to be the integration. We wanted to enable other uh, groups to kind of specialize in that because there was this whole world of, of user experience um, and UI and conversion rates and stuff that was a little bit far away from what we were doing, where we are focused on APIs and, and providing features just to kind of make life simpler for restaurants. Um, and the, the space just exploded. I mean, I remember NRA, the National Restaurant Show in 2019, I think I counted over 40 booths that were doing online ordering. 
And it's crazy? interesting, the one that we just went to um, a week ago, accounted significantly less. And so I think what happened over the past few years is you kind of had the explosion, the better players remain, some of the ones, other ones pulled back. And Koala, the company that we acquired, was, was one that we just thought was doing so well. And they were focused on the exact thing that I was always um, you know, nervous that we didn't have a skill set for. They are obsessed with conversion rates and basket sizes and all these the, the consumer experience. Because at Chally now, it's not just our customers, which are restaurants. We are building products for our customers' customer. And we need to make them happy as well. And that's a whole new segment. And so uh, Koala was just such an expert in that space. Um, and so we really wanted the expertise and the technology behind that. Because we thought that, especially if we could unlock that for the SMB operator, that was going to help the most restaurants. Um, and yeah. that was a big, that was the thinking behind it. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and again, such a great, uh, great complementary skill sets there. And because they've always, Koala has always just created this great guest experience. And yeah. obviously to us, that's really important is creating that experience. Cause it's not just about checking a box. It's, it's, no. You got to do it really well. And what, what do you think is, is one of the main mistakes that a lot of restaurants make when they're looking at their either DSP or online orders? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, a lot. <laughs> it's hard. It's a complicated <laughs> world out there. That's the reason yeah. that you have a company and just acquired another one, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, restaurant tours never get the credit they deserve. Uh, a restaurant is one of the most deceptively difficult business models. It's just-in-time manufacturing with a retail front of house. Now there's a whole new digital, you know, off-premise e-commerce portion of it. Um, but and but so they it's a good a, thing that they're dealing with 80% margins, right, Sterling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super high margin products, a lot Super of room high. to make, you know, really big investments and in all these things. No, it's a, uh, they, they don't get the credit they deserve for how complicated their business is. So they just, it's, it's almost impossible to focus on everything, especially these smaller operators that are kind of building their business and adding on those first few locations. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it's, it's, you know, it's not necessarily mistakes, but it's more like, you know, you can only put out so many fires in a day. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a big premise and uh, that we started things was just trying to make it easier for them. How can we just take the load off of them um, so that they can go focus on those other fires and we can go ahead and make things simple for them. I mean, getting things integrated, making sure your pricing makes sense. If you're paying a 30% commission on those third parties, probably your pricing wasn't originally set up for that. So make sure that you're right. thinking about how you're pricing your products. You might have a really uh, a dish your customers love, but it doesn't travel well. Like it shouldn't be on your delivery menu. When you're thinking about online ordering, it's a lot of those same questions, but it's also, are we putting our best foot forward with our brand? Are we just using a standard template that looks the same as everybody else's? Or are we doing something that actually is connecting the guests to what we do? Even simple things like your colors and your logos and, and, and those I think are, are really helpful. Um, and so a lot of kind of thematically those things is where I think restaurants can do more work um, to kind of build that brand experience. And that's what you know we're all about, helping them make that easier for them. Now, you mentioned pricing. There's been some interesting conversations around pricing recently, specifically around a you know DoorDash coming out and saying that if you were going to be gouging pricing on DoorDash compared to your regular menu, we're going to delist you or, or not delist you, but just not, not promote you. Have you yeah. heard any rumblings about that? Or is this just like a total, 
you know, game of chicken, just like with the flyers in the bag back in the early day of like, if you put the flyers in the bag, we're going to take you off our platform. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. mom, like, <laughs> go believe it, you know? Yeah. I think that there's, uh, so obviously very familiar with it. And, and Charlie just launched, um, you know, smart pricing, which is our dynamic, uh, pricing tool earlier this month. And it's something we've been working on for the last, um, six, seven months. Cause we believe that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of profit that restaurants are, are leaving on the table um, that that we can help them, you know, uh, pick up and put in their pocket. Uh, and so we've been working a lot with it. And I think that what DoorDash and what Uber Eats and Grubhub and, and any of them are always afraid of is that you know they have their own consumer set that they focus on. Uh, DoorDash in particular is very customer obsessed. Now their customer is that end user is the consumer. It's not really the restaurant. So they have a different, um, you know, focus. Our customers are restaurants, so we're going to do whatever's best for the restaurant. Um, but we're very familiar with what um, we're familiar with. What kind of what thresholds get tripped to where listening starts getting impacted, and we're really careful with those um, to make sure. And we're we've been really open with DoorDash on this, and and likewise they've been they've been open with with us as well as all of our partners. Um, and so there's a there's a middle ground here that I think is much more boring to talk about and doesn't really hit the headlines. Um, but for for the most part, and what we've seen with our groups, especially our restaurants that are on, um, you know, our smart pricing tool, we haven't seen any of those delisting things. And like we're not, this isn't you know Uber back in the day where if you're at a busy airport, your thirty dollar Uber rides now three hundred dollars. Like yeah. these these are relatively smaller increments wait, wait, that are just back in the day. Consistent. Sterling, yeah. I just had a nine x surge price on Uber when we were in Chicago last week. Like yeah yeah. So we're not doing any nine x. Yeah, you're not going to be paying one hundred and ten dollars for a burrito because the restaurant's busy uh, or because there's not a ton of drivers. Uh, these these are smaller increments just to um, like you only have to increase this by a couple percentage points to make real money for the restaurant operators. And, and that's what we're focused on. Our our best uh, performer, uh, they made about they're going to do about 10K in additional profit um, this year per location. Um, and this is profit, not revenue. So this is $10,000 in the owner operators you know, pocket at the end of the year, if they want to invest it in more tech, great. If they want to make a boat payment, even better. So if you are a restaurant and you're listening and you don't want $10,000 in your pocket, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's See, that's that's phenomenal, right? And, And that's the thing I think people need to realize is that I just read this book. It's called The Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Ooh, and one of my it, favorites. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorites. I, I can't stop quoting it. it. It was so phenomenal. But one of the things he says in there is when you're uh, – um, hold on. What what was I – I just totally lost my train of thought. What was I going to say about Ben Horowitz is The Hard Thing About Hard Things? <laughs> Lead bullets versus silver oh, bullets? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. my gosh. That – okay. You know what? Macy and Kyle keep this in there because Sterling just pulled out <laughs> a rabbit out of the hat. I totally forgot what I was going to say about that book. And that's exactly what I was going to say is he talks in there all the time about how there's no silver bullets. There's only lead bullets. Sterling, that is impressive. That's a very big book. And the fact that you just pulled out the one thing I was trying to think about. 
It's uh, it's it's one of my favorites. We literally we talk about it, and in, in, in our in our exec meetings all the time, I talk about it, especially when you're in a small margin business like restaurants. Like that's all you have. How do I make sure my labor cost is below thirty? How do I make sure my food cost is below? And it's all tiny things that get there. How do I make sure my my reviews are up? Like my staff has to say the right things. There's uh, it's all these these incremental one percent changes, and all of a sudden when you stack a few. A twenty percent increase is is something that's really meaningful, and um, you know that's how we think about our business, and that's how our customers tend to think about theirs. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, though, when you look at all of this, it all boils down to one thing, which is the guest experience. And yeah. so, what do you think is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? I think that, uh, and, and I've talked about this before, but restaurants are this got it. This was happening before COVID accelerated during COVID, it's slowed down a little bit, but it's still moving forward, is that a larger and larger percentage of a restaurant's interactions with their uh, patrons is occurring digitally. I'm not just talking about ordering. That's obviously a big part of it, but even how they check your hours. I remember when I was a kid, I would call the restaurant and say, are you open? Or like, what time? Now, most of, you know, us just check, you know, Google Maps. Uh, to to see if they're open and hopefully the restaurants updated it. There's there's great companies that can help out there, but I think that restaurants, not just from a functionary standpoint, are looking for more digital interactions. But I think from a branding and hospitable uh, standpoint, they need to be really thoughtful about this. And what I mean by that is like you need to be able to build relationships with your customers without them being right in front of your face, and that is a completely different uh, muscle to flex. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of like really cool things. There's a hot dog place uh, right near me in in Denver, and they have a loyalty program. There's no points, right? And there's there's no marketing campaign. There's no redemption. There's no gift cards. The loyalty is simply a mass text that the owner sends out, and he sends a dad joke every Monday morning to start your week. That's it. That's the whole loyalty. Program. No way. And it's awesome. Every Monday morning, I get a text from him. I, I get a little chuckle and I'm on my day. And I always remember this hot dog brand. They're always in my mind because I know that's the guy who sends me hot dog jokes. And so uh, like, that's just a great way of uh, building kind of that, that hospitality, which is still at the center of restaurants, even if there's not as much in person. And you know, on the Chali side of things, that's a big uh, theory that we have in our online ordering experience. We offer a customized experience. It's your brand. You know, it's your images, it's your colors, it's your fonts. Like we have different layouts. Like this isn't just some bare bones white space template. Uh, and so like make sure it looks and feels like your brand because you still have to build this experience whether you're a mom and pop or an enterprise. I love that. Yeah. I mean because because at the end of the day we're not competing with the other you know, Joe's burgers down the street. We're competing with Amazon. We're competing with Google. We're competing with what else is on that customer's phone. And those companies have a lot more money and a lot more margins and a lot more investors than we do. So we got to fight back. And the great thing is that that's where tech partners come in is because that's how you take control of things. And you don't need to do all the work to figure this stuff out. Sterling's done it for you. Sterling's <laughs> figured out about dynamic pricing, online ordering, managing your third-party orders. Like, So I think that's, that's the great thing about it is while restaurants have historically been slow to adopt technology, 
now restaurant partners and restaurant tech companies are innovating more and faster than ever. Yeah, and I think restaurants too. I think we're I think we're on the other side of that. I, restaurants always get a bad rep because you know, oh, they're ten years behind retail and you know all the stuff on adopting new technology. And uh, the operators that I talk to, they all know they need to do it. And uh, there's some things that they don't understand, and it's it's prioritizing. But they know. I think um, NRN did a survey. I think it was, and it was ninety percent of restaurants plan on spending more on technology this year. Like we're we're there. Um, and now it's, you yeah. know, um, it's on us as, you know, as, as technology, um, you know, providers to make sure we're providing a good experience and making sure that, you know, we pull our way, do what we're supposed to do. Exactly. Right. I mean, look at AI. This is a good example that I use of like AI has been the most recent big thing to hit the market and it is all over the restaurant industry. That AI train did not make the last stop in the restaurant space. Like, <laughs> It like true, true. It is here, and <laughs> I mean, from from crazy things to like with Ovation. Even we launched suggested responses uh, a week and a half ago, and you can now you don't even need to like use two thumbs to respond back to a dissatisfied guest. You click one button, and we come up with a perfect response. I even had a customer send me a screenshot of it and be like, "Dude, this is crazy," and. It's it's we are in we are in hour one of AI and it's already infiltrated all over in the restaurant space. So I think I think you get a great point, Sterling. I think that that rap is is starting to get moldy. <laughs> no, I've been uh, I've, I've been impressed, honestly, with with mo- especially at this last uh, this year, the couple conferences I've been to. Um, but like if you tried to talk about conversion rates. Right from from your e-com, like that was something no restaurant would have understand. I'm talking to one and two location groups of the conference, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I get that, hundred percent. Love love that you do it this way. Like it's right. it's there. The recognition is there. Um, and I, I think that COVID was a, a was a push, um, but I also think you have a larger percentage of newer restaurants that have opened up since then, and so they are getting kind of a fresher start in this. Love that. So speaking of all the things that you've been seeing lately, any successful things that you've seen or any tactics that you want to share? <laughs> Other than the uh, hot dog themed dad jokes every which, week. Which, yeah. by the way, is a pretty baller, pretty uh-huh. baller idea. They're good. Uh, yeah. I mean, on the along those same lines, uh, there's a Thai place near me that does little plastic toys um, in the bags. It's, it, it, it makes me feel like when I was a kid and I'd get a happy meal. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm probably only going to play for this toy for five minutes and then it's, you know, going somewhere, but it's, it's unique and it builds a connection. Uh, you know, sometimes it's the little like wavy cat, you know, with the arm that goes <laughs> down and like, you know, these little things, uh, and, th- and they're fun. Um, there's, a uh, Ike's, uh, sandwiches, uh, which is a group, there's a location near me and, uh, every single item in their menu as a modifier that asks, do you want a lollipop? Like has nothing to do with sandwiches. Uh, but the, you know, Ike has like a bald head. And so like, it's like part of their brand is this lollipop stuff. Um, and it's just like, it's such a good connection I make with the brand. Uh, Mod Pizza, uh, which is one of, one of Charlie's clients, we just helped, uh, we just released a feature with them to do donatable rewards. You know, charity and giving back is a huge part of their brand. And so the loyalty points that you earn, they'll actually donate those on your behalf to different uh, charitable organizations and causes that are important to you instead of just giving away free food. There's all these little tactics and things on, on brand that I'm seeing in the digital space 
um, that I think one are just genius, but two, as a consumer, I love, and that's, that's the exact kind of stuff that I, that I identify with. I'm not a Gen Z, but I still get it. You know, it's still, yeah. it still means something to me. I love that. And you know why the little things count Sterling? Why is that? Because they're the little things. <laughs> and that, that may seem really stupid, but like you could fake the big things, right? Yeah. I could, I could take my wife out to a fancy Valentine's day dinner. That's, that's like the big thing, but like, do I fill her water bottle at night before bed? Right. Ooh. Those, the little things are the things that really show that you matter. Right. Dude, you must've aced husband school. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's fantastic. I'm going to have to I take mean, that as a no. Hopefully I, my wife I, isn't listening. <laughs> I don't, I don't always do that, but what I do, is like, <laughs> it, it does mean a lot to her. Yeah. Um, and who, who is someone that we should be following in the restaurant industry? Who deserves an ovation? Speaking of faking big things, this person does not do that at all. This person does the little things and does the big things. Um, Jeff Alexander from Bam. Wow. The, that, that guy and that business has been so fun to watch. So I've known Jeff since before a while by when he was at let us entertain you. And he was, he's always been, uh, you know, very helpful to me in the space and, and helped me when I was really young and taught me some, some important lessons. But if you look at the trajectory wow, wow has been on, I mean, it, it's great. Every, every few months, there's another big announcement. And the, the thing that deserves the ovation is that there's something real behind that announcement. When he says he's going to do something, it gets done. When he yeah. says he's going to do an NFT drop, he does an NFT drop and it's a good NFT drop. And it's one that gets sells out early, really easy to use. He thinks about the consumer. When he's doing vending machines now for Bao. I mean, when he said he was going to grow to you know 500 locations, I think it was like super early on. I was like, yeah, everybody says that. And then he did. I mean, the guys won the top hundred movers and shakers like two years in a row. Yeah. Um, so when I think about someone, I mean, just pure on the execution, you know, Jeff Alexander is who I'd give an ovation to. Amen. And and he uh he is good, he's good people. Like just yeah. just genuinely like a good guy. Like I, I like hanging out with him, I like talking to him. Um, really cool. And honestly, I at, at NRA, I probably talked to 15 different restaurants about like, if you're thinking about doing a ghost kitchen, check out Wow Bao. You need three square feet of space and you need 34 <laughs> seconds to cook a bow. Like you could do it. And then I actually went to his location in the restaurant there in Chicago just to like check yeah. it out. And even now, like the other stuff outside of just the bow that Wow Bao does is really good and uh, great operation. Yeah. Was that the one that has the really cool locker system? No, it was one that it, it just was like in this like food court, but it was like so simple to do. I mean, like it was just so fast, which was awesome. Um, but how do people find and follow you and Chowley, Sterling? Uh, so Chowley, I mean, our website's definitely the best place, just Chowley.com. We're obviously, you know, big on social and all that. I'm mostly a LinkedIn guy these days. I have a Twitter account. It's predominantly used for me to follow the Chicago Bears. You know, beat and, writers and being that political that announcements, maybe. Uh, yeah. That's not not my <laughs> not my forte. No, that's not my repertoire. Um, but big big on LinkedIn. Um, and one thing I'm trying to do now a lot more is find more operator tips. Um, just you know, there's one the the other week where uh, there's a, a a group called Sintas that does like 
like uniforms, uniforms and some yeah. basic supplies every year they do kind of a, a price increase kind of conversation and just letting the operators know like hey this is coming and you can actually do something about it and you can negotiate it that down save a couple bucks you know and and help you know try to maximize those those margins another lead bullet uh it, if go. you will so trying to find more of those get those shared i've been following some really smart people in the space um so that would be the best place to kind of you know see my stuff uh, awesome. but it's very operator centric and every once in a while you know a lesson that my dad gave me about golf because uh, that was a big part of my childhood <laughs> <laughs> love it man well sterling for being hashtag goals with business life and hair today's ovation goes to you thank you so much for joining us and giving ovation thanks zach it was awesome to be on glad you're with us today and thank you Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.